The Parking Podcast is brought to you by Vade. Vade helps cities understand and manage the curb by measuring when, where, and why it's used with wireless cameras and computer vision. Vade powers data-driven decisions that reduce congestion, improve pedestrian and bicycle safety, and better serve today's demand. Learn more at vade.ai. listening to the parking podcast views and opinions are my own the parking podcast is brought to you by the international parking and mobility institute the world's largest association for professionals in parking mobility and transportation learn more at parking-mobility.org welcome back to another episode of the parking podcast with us today is eric strobert founder and ceo of noise view how are you doing today eric I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for connecting. I know we'll get into your story in a minute, but you are going to be at IPMI exhibiting this new technology. And I really wanted to get you on the podcast to uh, share this with our listeners because I think there's a huge market for it in parking. So we will dive right in. Tell us, just take it from here. Tell us what NoiseView does. Sure. NoiseView is an audio-based security product. It's meant to complement existing security systems and security approaches for large public areas, perfect for public parking and basically any area where you're going to be dealing with the public and maybe not have human eyes to look at every square inch all the time. We originally built this product to help with law enforcement uh, here in our city of Albuquerque, New Mexico, because we struggled with a lot of vehicle vandalism, reckless driving, and burglary. And since then, uh, we've been able to install this at multiple city parking structures, as well as uh, a few private commercial real estate locations. And just in the short amount of time that this product's been on the market, we've already been able to address and prevent multiple public burglaries and public violence events. A little about NoiseView, it uses machine learning software to listen for events that require an immediate response. So that's things like glass windows being broken, hit-and-run collisions, public and verbal aggression. We even listen for things like gunshots, reckless driving, and car alarms. So it's really meant to give you 24-7 ubiquitous coverage uh, of your parking area or your facility. That way you can provide an immediate response and not rely on human security guards or passive camera technology to go back and figure out what happened after an emergency is already over with. So this is like more or less a microphone. So it's listening. It hears something. It, I guess you've written code or, uh, or some kind of technology that can differentiate and say, hey, that's just a bird. I'm going to ignore that. Okay, that's a glass breaking. We know that. Let's send a, how's it work? They send a, a text or something to dispatch or security that, yeah, you've, hey, you've we got, got a glass break here. You may want to go investigate. Yeah, you've got it perfectly correct. NoiseView uses the largest public data set of audio, and that's recordings of everything like gunshots and glass breaking, 
to, like you said, birds chirping, dogs barking, even the rain and wind, right? So a lot of previous technologies that have been around for a long time are just listening for loud sounds or an entire system can only listen for a single signature, uh, like glass being broken. But with us, uh, we've spent years developing machine learning software that can differentiate hundreds of different events so that we can accurately detect the things that matter and we don't waste your time with things that don't matter. And like you said, uh, when we detect something that does matter and something that would require an immediate response from security or law enforcement, we can send out alerts in a multitude of different ways. Most popular with our customers now is text message alerts uh, that can be sent directly to anyone within your organization or even to your contract security guards. And then we additionally have reporting features like email alerts. We provide desktop pop-ups uh, for security and law enforcement dispatch. And we even allow for easy downloading of PDF reports for events so that you can do incident reports or even provide uh, information directly to law enforcement or your insurance company. Oh, that's cool. I didn't, the, the incident report, because if you've ever been around police officers or security, we... <laughs> Sometimes they want to avoid those at all costs because they take forever. So I'm assuming it hears a glass break or it pre-fills a report, you know, car break-in, here's the location, here's the date and time, here's the kind of auto-fills all that information where the security then just fills in what's left to make it easier. I'm assuming that would be cool, if not, to do something like that. Yeah, that's exactly what we do because, like I said, our customer base focuses heavily on the parking industry, but we also work closely uh, with law enforcement agencies and even private security firms who have a lot of reporting requirements when incidents do happen. So we've made it really easy for that information to be passed along uh, in whichever way makes it efficient for your organization. So for parking operators, uh, the most efficient method is usually to get that information to the people who can respond, uh, like on-site security or law enforcement. Uh, but when we're working directly with law enforcement or city governments, they oftentimes have the most efficiency when they can pass along pre-filed reports so that, you know, the information doesn't get caught in the bureaucracy like it so often did in the past. Wow. Now, do you guys also offer cameras or do you integrate with cameras? Because I think it would be cool, you know, maybe a homeless guy did drop a, like break a, a beer bottle glass. And I don't know, maybe you guys can differentiate between a, a bottle glass and a car glass, but you know, I hate to drive all the way across the city and find out it's not that urgent. So I, I don't know, like, can you, like, if can they, when they get that text, can they click on their text to, I'm assuming they could hear it, but can they also see like a live stream or maybe a recording when that happened? I don't know if that makes sense what I'm saying. Oh, it makes, makes 100% sense. And yeah, you're absolutely correct. Our base functionality allows you to listen to each event that we do report. So you can listen and say, Hey, that might have been the someone walking by and dropping a glass. Or a lot of times uh, if we pick up yelling, sometimes it's things like children crying or people laughing. And while that is yelling, right, uh, it's a lot easier for our ear to differentiate. That's definitely a fight or that's definitely something that's run of the mill that we don't need to, like you said, drive across town to respond to. But there's incredible value in being able to see what's going on after you hear it. Uh, and because of that, we integrate we integrate with uh, any existing camera that you have, or we can work with our range of integration partners to install cameras alongside NoiseView. 
And when we do that integration, whether it's with existing or new cameras, we enable uh, integration with any feature that your VMS or cameras have. So that means uh, as soon as we send an alert from noise view, say glass breaking, we can then give you the option within that alert to view any live stream uh, from a camera that's within the vicinity of that noise view device. We can also show you any photos that were taken at the time or even video recordings that were taken at the time. And that's all things that are wow. viewable. Yeah, that's all things that are viewable directly within the alert page for that single event. And then that's all information that can be passed along uh, in those instant reports that I mentioned as well. Yeah, that's really cool, man. My my brain is uh, firing on all cylinders thinking about the the applications for, for parking. You know, I've, I've just from, you know, I used to manage parking garages for city operations and that was a big one was, you know, smash and grabs, we call them a brick or a bat. You break a window, grab the purse and you're out of there. So that would be cool. Also the civil unrest, you know, with protests or property destruction, glass breaking, even a car backing into another car and they don't leave a the business card or call for security report, they drive off, you're now catching that in real time. And yes, you do have a lot of this with cameras, but that seems to be more reactionary. Like you you can go back, but this is, uh, you can almost catch it if it's ongoing. I mean, maybe you have someone monitoring the live stream. They have, you, you, I've seen these operations, you have 700 cameras and it's hard to, you know, you could have one camera, there's a breaking going on, but you're just, watching so many other things it's hard to spot but anyway what like what are some other things that that the sound that i'm not thinking about that that this would help with parking garage outside of glass breaking car crashes yelling anything else sure so one thing that we deal with in the public and fleet management space is catalytic converter theft oh yeah and, <laughs> i'm getting yeah. ptsd right now thinking about that <laughs> i didn't know yeah. that's still around like when i was managing 10 years ago that was huge. I, I don't know how it worked. They'd get under it and take that out and sell it for the scrap or, or, or whatever. But uh, that's I'm assuming that's still happening. Yeah. And from what I hear from my customers, uh, both in law enforcement and even those dealing with the situation in the private sector, is that it's worse than ever. And I guess the reason for that is that they're fairly exposed. Uh, the catalytic converters are fairly exposed on the bottom of your car. And Within a few minutes, maybe even less than a minute, a criminal can slide under your car with a power tool, remove the catalytic converter, and escape with you know, something that costs thousands of dollars to replace. And until this point, there haven't been uh, many options for operators or security agencies to protect that asset other than locking up all of their cars indoors. But as I'm sure you know, especially in fleet management and uh, even in public parking, uh, that's usually not an option. And some of the things that were on the market currently were devices that somewhere as intense as hanging individual devices on the exhausts of each car, uh, which is almost as burdensome as finding a garage for each of them. Yeah. Uh, but with noise view, uh, we can protect dozens, if not hundreds of cars with a single device and send that alert before that catalytic converter uh, ever gets fully removed from the car. My mind is blown. So like legit, it, I don't even know how, I guess it here's for a power tool or the dropping of it. I, I don't know, like, but you legit have tested this and installed a cat of that converter and, and it can detect it and calls it the right thing. 
yeah, we're actually really excited because we're going to be releasing a full video production demoing a side-by-side comparison of uh, someone sliding under a car with a power tool, uh, specifically an angle grinder, and, you know, quote-unquote removing a catalytic converter. We're not actually going to cut the catalytic converter out of a car, but we're going to have a spare catalytic converter uh, that we chop up underneath the car for the most accurate representation. And we're going to be releasing that to show how quickly we can respond, uh, sending alerts to security and administrators as soon as that first cut is attempted. That, my, my mind is blown. Also, you've uh, lived firsthand how important noise view is. I, I read on your LinkedIn recently where you were actually in the middle of an install. We'll call it just an unnamed city garage. And well, I don't want to steal your thunder, but you, <laughs> you have to tell the story because it's such a great story and uh, one I hope you share with all your sales presentations to show the power of noise view. Sure. Yeah. And this is a, this is quite the incident, but I think it speaks directly to why technology like this is needed and why uh, so many of our customers and potential customers are interested in it. But like you said, about uh, just two weeks ago, I head to one of our customers' locations in an underground parking structure. This specific site was actually a parking area specifically for public employees, and it was close to a lot of public facilities. And I had just uh, gotten my lunch and parked in this parking structure. And I haven't been the only integrator working in this parking garage. There have been actually been multiple contractors down there installing cameras, installing power over Ethernet cables across the entire parking structure. So it's definitely been an active zone for work going on. So when I parked my car and I was eating my lunch, I'd seen a few lights flashing and I'd you know heard a little bit of we'll say maybe commotion, but it wasn't any different than anything that had been happening over the past few weeks when we've been working in this parking garage. So I never yep. even gave it a second thought. And then, I, you know, as I'm finishing up my lunch, someone knock, knock, knocks on my car window, which startled me a little bit, but also being in this parking garage as someone who's doing work, I'd had tons of people talking to me, asking what we're doing, asking for directions, things like that. So even at that point, I wasn't too concerned. I rolled down my window. And I see a fairly normal looking woman and she tells me, you need to get out of here. And so yeah. now I'm now I'm really confused, right? <laughs> and she she's definitely not wearing like security clothes or law enforcement clothing or uniform. So I'm really confused why she's telling me to leave. I'm not parked in anyone's reserve spot. Uh, and so I probably just give her a, a very stupid looking look uh, of confusion. And she says, you need to leave right now. Uh-oh. And she steps away when she says that, and I see that she's holding a metal baseball bat. Uh, and now I'm, you know, a little freaked out because my thoughts are running through my head, and I'm realizing, oh, that's a car alarm that's going off <laughs> on the other good. side of the parking garage. <laughs> oh, man. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, hmm, I heard smashing noises. And come to look at it, she has a smashing device in her hand. And so, mm. I, you know, my car's already on, luckily. But I'm still so confused that I'm just kind of looking at this woman. And before I even have a chance to say anything, she looks down at my car and says, what is that, about a $30,000 car? And mind you, I'm in my work car, which is actually a, a older beat-up Subaru. And so <laughs> I'm even more confused at this point. You're like, because... I'm an entrepreneur who's, who's a strappy, hungry entrepreneur. I'm not, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm like, well... You know, in my mind, she's definitely not talking about my car because there's no way anyone would confuse this for 
something uh, worth over $30,000. Yeah. So all I say is, what? No. And she says back to me, oh, what? You didn't pay for it? Who paid for this car then? And at this point, I'm, j- I'm like, all right, this is a situation that I need to get out of. I should have just taken her advice right at the beginning. And so I throw my car into reverse. And you got to remember, I'm in a big parking garage parked way in one corner. So I throw my car into reverse. I back out. And I start heading down the aisle. And as I'm driving past her on the now passenger side of my car, she swings the baseball bat and nearly misses my car, thankfully. And at this point, I just am speeding down the aisle. Luckily, there's no one in my way. There's no one pulling out. So I make it all the way to the edge of the parking garage. And I get on the phone uh, before I even leave the parking garage. And I call 911, as I would uh, recommend anyone does in this situation. Yeah, absolutely. And I told them, hey, like I'm, I'm in the underground parking garage. You know, this thing is going on. And we we're having some confusion because it's hard to describe where underground parking garages are when 911 wants an intersection. I say it's at this intersection, but it's underground, right? Uh, and thankfully, by the time I'm finished with the 911 dispatcher, I already see police lights. So I was really relieved at this point. I go drive up to the surface exit of the parking garage loop around on the street and come back in on the other side of the parking garage where I saw the police lights and the police department had already arrested this woman. And wow, it was, it was really relieving to see that she didn't get away because, you know, all too often uh, events like that, see the the person getting away with, with no responsible, uh, no consequences or anything like that. And the, the, the crazy thing is, is after I gave my statement to the police, a lot of the city employees started coming down, a lot of people I know. So I'm starting to get more and more information. And turns out that this woman, uh, about 15 minutes before my encounter, had started her tirade at the surface lot above the parking garage, smashed the windows of seven city employee cars uh, there, and then made her way underground to the underground parking garage, where she proceeded to damage about three of the motorcade vehicles for this city's mayoral office. She damaged, I believe, three more cars of the city councilors that were parked in their reserve spots. And then she worked her way through this 100,000 square foot complex, smashing every window of a city-owned car or, you know, nice new car she could find. And I guess the tally ended up coming to about 40 to 50 cars damaged uh, in this event. And we were looking at multiple windows broken out of not only city work trucks and mayoral motorcades, but also Camaros, Porsches, Lexuses, basically any nice car she could find down there, she smashed the window on. Wow. Um, The irony is that we were about to turn on the noise view devices three days later, right? My goodness, I hate that. But it probably did give the, the city some, you know, some political points like, you know, we were already in the middle of updating our, our security to to prevent accidents like this. But Absolutely. oh man, and that, and stuff like that happens. I hate to say it, but every day in our parking garages across the country. So again, yours the first glass breaking could have triggered text to to people to race over, or run over, and, and prevent that. So yep, uh, and what, they would have been a, able to story. see her. They would have been yep. able to see her live with that first glass break. Yeah, and. She probably wouldn't have even made it uh, down the first aisle of cars before they had her in handcuffs. So Wow, what a story. Uh, what a great story. Yeah. And hey. So it was a little ironic that they weren't able to catch her sooner because the systems hadn't been turned on yet. But even in the time since then, 
uh, at that very same parking garage. Uh, we've actually been able to help them break up more vandalism and even make an arrest in a public violence case. So we were too late on that crazy story, but uh, even in the time since then, we've been able to uh, make an impact. Wow. So it is turned on now. Wow. What a great story, Eric. We're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Parker Technology, the customer experience solution of choice in the parking industry. Parker Solution puts a virtual ambassador in every lane to help parking guests pay and get on their way in under a minute. Parker helps capture revenue, provides better customer service, enables your staff to focus on other on-site tasks, and keeps traffic moving, all according to your business rules. With the Parker Solution, you'll also enjoy access to real-time call data and recordings. Learn more at helpmeparker.com slash parkingpodcasts. All right, Eric, we, we kind of talked about it. So many of our parking operations already have cameras. Many of them are also being actively monitored. So is this, like, do you look at NoiseVia as a competitor to cameras, a compliment? Maybe, um, you know, if they have someone watching cameras, can NoiseVia still have? Kind of what's your take on, on, on the camera? Because that's pretty common now in most of the parking operations. Absolutely. And I would say we're the opposite of a competitor. You know, camera systems are extremely expensive. And for a lot of uh, parking areas or parking operators, cameras will be the second most expensive capital investment they make after construction. And those cameras don't last nearly as long as the concrete and uh, an asphalt, right? So we yep. are here to actually help those customers get the most out of that investment they've made in cameras. Like you said, some of these operations may have upwards of 100 camera streams. And it's impossible for a single person or even, you know, two or three people to efficiently monitor all of those streams. What NoiseView does is it takes as many camera streams as you have and tells you where to look and when, right? So you may have, like you said, 500, 700, 1,000 cameras, but when it matters, there's only one or two camera streams that you should really be looking at. And that's what NoiseView does. We tell you when the incidents are happening and where they're happening. I've seen a lot of signs too with cameras and it, I don't know if it's a privacy thing, but maybe they, they don't do audio or some do, but you can't listen to 500 cameras at once. So it's usually the one they have pulled up is the one they're listening to. So this is actively uh, listening to, like you said, make their, make their lives easier. Yeah. And there's reasons for that too, that uh, a lot of security cameras don't record audio. Security cameras work on uh, premise that they record all of the information. That's why they're reactive technology. They record that information so you can go back uh, and do an analysis of what happened. That's what they're being used for 90% of the time. And Well, that brings up another question like with, uh, you know, Big Brother, the cons privacy concerns. So I could see that, you know, the, the council members, um, like you said, the cars that got, got broken in last week, but maybe they don't want a, a, a microphone hearing their conversation and recording that. So is it like actively recording or does it only record when it hears a trigger? Is it, can they decide when to, how long to store these audio recordings? Kind of just talk about what you've done with privacy concerns. That's a great question. And that's the beauty of noise view. Every one of our devices is conducting its own uh, processing of audio live on the spot, which means that no audio data is ever transported and no audio data is ever even saved. 
unless we detect that an event has occurred. So that means that there's no chance of us recording private conversations or recording data uh, unless a public emergency or a public vandalism or some sort of event of concern has happened. And we even have controls in our system to protect privacy when those events do occur. Uh, if we detect something like a glass break or a fight, but there's also conversations going on, we actually have the ability to block out the conversation, that private information, and only record the incidents that we're concerned with. The things like glass breaking or yelling or gunshots or oh, even wow. car alarms. Wow. That's really cool, Eric. I didn't know you guys did that too. So very similar too with uh, we use LPR, which is license plate recognition. You may be familiar with that, but a lot of times you know, people think we're just driving around recording everybody, but really we're not. You know, we're we're sometimes we can turn off the images just to keep the the uh, text so it reads the plate and keeps the text. Sometimes we could say only only keep the image if it's a hit, meaning a violation. Uh, only store those for ninety days or six months or one year. Destroy all the reads, the non-violations nightly. So lots of things. I'm sure you guys have filters to do stuff like that too. So how how does noise v charge? Is there something they buy? Is it um, software as a service, hardware as a service? Talk about your pricing models if someone's interested. Sure. So noise v operates completely as a service, much in the way that a lot of parking operators pay for security guard patrols. You're simply paying us for our service. Now, the difference between us and a security guard patrol is that having humans patrol your lot is going to run you probably upwards of $300,000 for a single 24-hour shift for a year, whereas Noiseview is only going to cost you about six dollars to $700 per year per device installed in your parking garage which means for a 100,000 square foot lot or a lot with a thousand spaces, you're going to be looking at paying somewhere around $15,000 per year, where a few humans doing a single patrol is going to cost you hundreds of thousands per year. Ah, thank you. Yeah, I had questions about kind of like a 100 space lot or a, a typical two to three story. Gosh, it's, it's probably more than one per floor. For example, you're going to need several per floor but it's going to be in that $15,000 a year range? Yeah, absolutely. So our pricing specifically for a single device starts at $600 per year. And we have options that go all the way out to 10 years if you're looking to make a capital investment and obviously get a little bit of a discount there as well. Yeah. But if you're looking at something like uh, a parking garage, while the configuration obviously is going to play into that, and depending on the size and the layout, you're still only going to be looking at 10 to 20 devices for something like three or four stories. And that's going to give you coverage on every square inch of that parking yeah. area. Yeah. It's, it's similar to like a dispatched enforcement where, you know, we, some operations used to have to send enforcement officers all over the town to issue parking tickets or all over the parking garage. And now there's technology to say, Hey, there's, there's zero tickets in this garage. Skip it. There's uh two tickets on this floor. There's one ticket in this lot. So you're able to uh, lower your, your payroll by, you know, repurposing or eliminating a lot of the positions. So similar with security, you still need security, still need cameras. This is a way to better manage it, to um, 
to lower your lower your payroll by better utilizing the staff that you have. Another one, you know, you talked about on a pre-call we had, but it was like the reporting where I've been here where you hear there's a break-in over the weekend. They don't know when they got back in town and I'm having to rewind a camera for, you know, 72 hours to try to find the one person that looked like they broke into it where you guys have reports that say, show me all glass breaks in the last 72 hours in this garage and bam, here's two possible leads. You click on it, you have it. You've seen that in every detective show, the guy, the detectives going through the, the footage forever to, to narrow down. So it's also going to save you an admin is what I'm getting at too. So Exactly. Uh, and really and cool. efficiency is the name of our game. So uh, a lot of times when we go and especially public entities, but also private entities, we're saving them on average 50% of their security budget because wow. they no longer need multiple people or even dedicated personnel at single lots. And they can get a lot more bang for their buck when they're paying a premium on contract security or even paying their own security guards. Man, great story. All right. So how can listeners learn more or follow along with uh, all the exciting things going on at NoiseView? Sure. I encourage everyone to go to our website at noiseview.com. That's N-O-I-S-E-V-U.com. And then please, if you're interested, follow me on LinkedIn. My name is Eric Strobert, and I post weekly updates on security technology for parking, all the way to things like how to use ChatGPT to uh, increase your technology integration. Oh, I love it. We're going to have to do a whole episode on that, ChatGPT. All right. I will put that website and Eric's LinkedIn in the episode notes. If you do reach out to them and you reached out to them because of the podcast, please let him know you heard about this on the podcast. Because again, this is a startup and we're trying to help these startups scale. He will also have a booth at IPMI. So make sure you stop by and see Eric there. So Eric, thank you so much for joining the podcast. I had a blast. I think there's a huge market for this and I wish you best of luck. All right. Thank you so much. Can't wait to see you at the expo. All right. See you then. This episode is brought to you by RiseTech. RiseTech's Verge data analytics and reporting platform delivers a powerful management solution with integration to your existing technologies. I've actually seen this and it's pretty cool. I hope you check it out. Learn why some of the largest cities in the United States, such as New York City, are using RiseTech to solve their parking and transportation challenges at risetechglobal.com forward slash parking podcast. This episode is brought to you by Tez Technology. Since 1993, Tez has developed innovative text-based mobile solutions designed to streamline operations, increase efficiency, and improve overall customer experiences. My favorite is the ability to pay for parking without having to download an app. Tez Solutions includes SMS valet, text to park, permit to park, and much more. I think every organization or city or university should be adding Tez to their payment options arsenal. Learn more about Tez at tezhq.com.